Lindsay, I smell this over here. Hello. Hi, we're testing out new mics today. Yes, we are not only a two-mic podcast now, we are a shared microphone podcast. Not sure what these are called, but I do feel like I'm in the studio, you know, when they attach it to the... Lapel. Yeah, 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 your shirt. Yeah. We just got microphones because... um, this is an official podcast. <laughs> you were feeling it. You were like, you know, we're at that level. This is episode three. Um, this is, is it episode three? I believe so. Oh my gosh. We've done two, I think. We did the, yeah. the Britney Spears one. Yeah, we did. The um, Bimbo Purity, Summit. Bimbo Summit, Purity Culture, and now episode three, baby. Woo! What is episode three about? Today... We are going to talk about us, ourselves, getting to know your podcast hosts. We wanted to talk about, you know, ourselves, kind of, you know, when we started the podcast, I don't know about you, but I was kind of, like, I didn't want it to be too serious. I thought it should be, like, entertaining and fun, and I figured, like, the best way to do that is to just, like, get to know us. We can get to know you guys, hopefully. Rose, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I got a tan, so my nose is a lot darker than the rest of me. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't look like it. You don't think so? No. You know, it protrudes out more, so I just feel like the bridge is a little extra highlighted. <laughs> I always feel like that, and I always get, like, um, what is it called? Like, freckles? Yes. Um, yeah. But so. freckles are cute, especially in the nose area. Oh, thank Well, you. that's actually a style. Have you not seen the fake freckles trend? <laughs> I have, but I, like, I, they put them on, like, the cheeks, and I guess the nose, too. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense. Have you always had freckles? Yes. Okay, was there ever a time where you were insecure about them? Um, maybe a little bit. I think that being in the sun more, my freckles come out more, and then they will fade when, um, it's, like, winter, you know, and I'm, okay. like, out in the sun less, but I always had, like, I have one by my, like, lips, and sometimes people would call it a mole, but it's not a mole, it's a freckle, and I used to be like, does it look like I have, like, a mole? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's very, like, Cindy Crawford, if I'm saying the name correctly, you know, she was famous for that. Yeah, that's true, Um, but it's, like, not raised or anything, so it's a freckle, and I think that that used to bother me a little bit, but now I'm like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Marilyn Monroe had, like... A mole, actually, or a freckle, I don't know. Mine's a freckle, but um, I feel like I didn't dislike them because they're pretty, like, they're not super pronounced, you know what I mean? So I could always put, like, foundation or tinted moisturizer on them, and then they would cover up. But now I kind of like them as an adult. Well, I asked because I feel like I've seen videos where girls kind of express a little bit of frustration because growing up, they did have freckles. And they weren't in trend back then and mm-hmm. how they are now. Right. So I saw like this TikTok trend where it's like, show us something that you were made fun of. And now it's something that people try to emulate and replicate. Yeah. And it's freckles. And I feel like freckles is one of them. I think my mom has freckles and she has a lot more freckles than I do. She said she was always made fun of for that growing up. But I just think they're really cute. I love them. Yeah, it brings some character, and then I think of Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I do too, because she, like, had freckles when she was a kid, and yeah, as an adult too, obviously, but... Yeah, I don't know if she was made fun of it for having it. I don't 
remember it. People made fun of her for being, like, a ginger. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. By association, that kind of came into play. Right. So, I thought it's interesting. But yeah. I think they're awesome, fantastic. Obviously, most people do now, too, because they want to make them. Although, it's not the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can never replicate pretzels. Yeah. When you... Tr- I feel like sometimes when they're fake, you can tell. Yes. I don't know. Um what is something that you were, like, made fun of for that is popular today? Well, okay, let me see. Well, well, I guess I had, I think there's acceptance for it now. I was bigger when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So I gained weight when I was in fourth to fifth grade, and I was bullied for it. And I think Aww. kids are still definitely bullied for it, but I think there's more body positivity and... To a point, you know, there's models that are also, you know, plus size. I don't know if it's something that people are trying to attain either. I don't mean in that way, but I think it's more accepted. Right. Um, Besides that, I don't know if I was made fun of for any of my features. Um, I don't think so. It was more my weight at that time. I can't really think of one particular thing that people made fun of me for, um, except that, like, of course, when you're, like, in elementary and, like, middle school, like... I had, like, boys call me, like, ugly. Oh, yeah. And now I'm, like, I know I'm not ugly, so, like, well, that's the only thing. Remember what they said, like, if they're mean to you, they like you. Yeah, but that's such, like, ugh. It's bad. Yeah. It's toxic to think that way. Right. Yeah, because it's just, it's, like, it doesn't make you feel good at the time. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess it's, like, a way to deal with it. Maybe. For some kids, um, but... I never thought, like, oh, they're mean to me. That means they like me. Like, that was always something that someone would, like, remind me of to make me feel better. But, yeah, I, I don't think I really internalized that message. I'd be like, okay, you're just mean, you know? <laughs> See, I think I internalized it. Not so much that they were mean, but, like, if they ignored me, I felt, oh, they must, like, <laughs> they must love me. <laughs> I had such, I think in ninth grade, it was really weird because I had, like, a simultaneous really high and really low self-esteem, like, I had low self-esteem overall, but then there were days where I'm like, I look so good today. Like, this boy likes me, and I, like, I'm popular in this and that. And, like, looking back, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> well, no good. Yeah, I prefer yeah. that one. <laughs> but, no, I can understand you. I definitely made some fantasies in my mind. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do, is it just me or, like, when you were in high school, were you, like, or not high school, maybe, like, middle school, you're like, I'm going to walk down the hallway, like, oh yeah like with like attitude strut your stuff yeah and everyone's gonna be looking at me yeah and that boy that I've been like crushing on is gonna finally notice me and be like wow where has she been that's like every early teen movies like you were gonna have that glow up or something I don't know yeah yeah that was me in high school too actually so yeah I was just thinking that yeah because and I haven't mentioned this on the podcast before but I was always very kind of the opposite. I was very tall and very skinny, even though some people like did kind of point that out and make fun of it in like a joking way. It never bothered me because I thought it was something that made me different. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I stand out a little bit. Like, even if it wasn't necessarily a positive thing, I was like, okay, well, it's something that makes me different and it's not a bad thing. So like, I'll just wear that as a badge of honor. As a badge of honor, which I guess, looking back, is kind of a healthier way to deal with it than being upset about it. But um, No, I, I think you took the, the good route. Yeah. <laughs> um, because what really could you do at the time? I, I 
for my weight, I was made fun of. And then I did an extreme diet. So I ended up losing some hair and not healthy at all. And then I think I kind of faced some eating difficulties. I don't know if I would say eating disorder, but, you know, I definitely struggled with my food mm-hmm. and how much I should eat. And there was a lot of limitations right. going on. Like calorie restricting and things. Oh, yeah. I was constantly thinking, how many calories would this be? And during the week, I would try to be good. So then in the weekend, I could treat myself. <laughs> It did remind me, I was made fun of for my mom jeans in ninth grade. So uh, before they were cool, I had lost some weight from, from elem- no, it was middle school actually, from elementary to middle school because I wanted the glow up. Yeah. So I lost a bunch of weight during the summer and I didn't have any jeans that fit. So my mom gave me her old jeans that were like 90s mom jeans. And I remember I was made fun of it. And I stopped wearing them. And now they're trendy. And now they're trendy. (laughs) (laughs) So look at me now. (laughs) The innovator. I was the innovator. uh, (laughs) Like 10, I don't know how long ago. (laughs) 10 years maybe, I don't know. More. Yeah, so that was something. I'm so excited to be doing like this episode today because we wrote some questions. We were going to answer them just so you guys can get to know us. We have Toby here. Toby's making an appearance. Yes, he's quiet today. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. <laughs> for you, for those of you who do not know, Toby's my little dog, and he is three years old. He's a Morky Chitsu mix, and Victoria also has a puppy, Rocky. Yes, he's a lab mix, and he's, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a snuggler. <laughs> he is. He's a love of my life. He's so funny. I don't stop talking about him. I'm sure it annoys people, but... <laughs> That's how dog parents are. It's yeah. like having a real child. Do you know how parents, like, once they have a kid, they always, like, mention them somehow? That's yeah. what I've noticed. Yeah. Um, that's dog parents, too, or cat parents, any, like, animal parent. So, I don't mind hearing about Toby, though. Yeah, and he loves her. Um, he has a thing for, like, tall, you know, white, brown-haired girls. <laughs> <laughs> he has a thing for them. <laughs> That's so funny that you've noticed that. Kind of talked a little bit about us, um, and but how would you describe yourself? Classic interview question. Like, oh, tell God. Us, tell us a little about yourself. This is the part of, like, school that I always hated. Oh, yeah. Introducing yourself. <laughs> Introducing, what, like, who am I? <laughs> tell us a fun fact about you. A I always want to be, like, nothing interesting. <laughs> Did you have, like, a go-to? Um, my fun fact would always be like, I lived in 10 places. Like that was always my fun fact. It wasn't even like that cool. Cause everyone else would have like a really cool fact. Like I was an extra in Jersey Shore. What? Like, what? Where did you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> or, but yeah, one girl said she was an extra in Jersey Shore. One girl was like, oh, I just lived in um, Italy for a year. And I was like, uh, I didn't have anything that cool to share. But Well, you lived in a pretty cool place. A very sunny place. I think it's sunny. Where? Where many celebrities live. Oh, yes. I did live in Southern California for a while, but... I think that's cool. Is that a cool fact? I, I think. Know. I haven't been to Southern California. <laughs> so, I don't know. That was my go-to fun fact. Did you have a fun fact that was like a go-to? Or? Oh, yeah. Uh, this was my go-to the whole time that I was in school. I'm double-jointed. <laughs> which now I know is not really how it works. But the cool thing I could do, which I will not do right now because my arm is hurting, but... I could lock my arms and then I could put them all the way back without letting go. Like if I had handcuffs and someone was to cuff my arms behind my back, I could have 
put my arms all the oh, way. Oh, like in front of you? Yeah. Terrible description. I don't know how to explain it, but yes, I could do that. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> I was more flexible back then. <laughs> I don't really, I mean, I think now because of the niche that I'm in, like not a lot of people are mental health professionals. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of a fun fact, but any place I'm in, like introducing myself like that, everyone else is in psychology or in, you know what I mean so yeah in all the classes that you're in right exactly I, I think now I also consider like being from Cuba kind of like a fun fact that is a fun fa- that's a cool fact people would be interested I think that I came through like a lottery system I think that's kind of interesting that is a very cool fact well I'm glad you're here because I wouldn't have met you otherwise nope <laughs> so shout out to the lottery system <laughs> thank you whoever put that in place that selected you and now you're here now we're here (laughs) how the tables turn we have a lot in common which I think is really cool and we get along so well and you know we both love yoga and you know we're in sort of similar professions which I haven't officially mentioned on the podcast I realized we did when the podcast got deleted yes but I am um, about to start my practicum um, as a clinical mental health counselor. Woo! Currently a master's student, um, under a year left, clinical mental health counseling. I think that when we started the podcast, I thought we could add a little bit of insight because we have those classes that we've mm-hmm. taken um, to offer insight into pop culture and Hollywood. But obviously, you know, this is still an entertainment podcast, an opinions podcast. It's not meant to be... Uh, too serious. Too serious or, you know, a treatment plan or anything yeah. like that. We just kind of add a little bit of, of insight. I think we sprinkled it in there throughout our episodes, but it's not our main focus either. Because I think, for me, I think this is a good podcast to kind of like debrief after a day. Yeah. <laughs> just listen and not have to think too hard. Right. You know, we're giving you the information and then we're kind of giving our opinion about it. But yeah. I'm also kind of in the mental, well, not kind of, I'm in the mental the health, health field. <laughs> I'm doing my master's in social work. I have two more years left. Um, I'm doing part-time, so it's going to take three in total. But first year done. (laughs) And I'm also starting my internship Tuesday, this Tuesday coming up. Um, So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited and terrified at the same time. You're going to do great. Yeah. But it's, you know, putting those skills into practice that we've been learning is... it's scary. I like for me, I think what I'm most nervous about is not knowing what to do. Yes. But that's obviously why you have supervisors and people you can talk to. So Yeah, I'm just I, I definitely feel just scared that once I'm communicating with people, maybe they'll say something that will catch me off guard and how would I respond to it? You know, it's not wanting to offend or like make the situation worse. So but yeah, I think it is it's nice. It's a way to Still do what we like in terms of sprinkling that little mental health, but then also something fun, celebrities. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. It's really, it's, I love this podcast. I've been having so much fun editing it. So who is your favorite celebrity from the 2000s? Anyone famous at any point between 2000 to 2009? That was one of the questions from the Q&A. There's so many. I know. Favorite. Hmm, I think... Maybe Anne Hathaway. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Why Anne Hathaway? I liked her movies. I think she didn't really have... She wasn't in the spotlight very much in terms of, you know, any drama. Um, but it was just something in her movie. It made me happy. 
I remember, like, being obsessed with The Princess Diaries 1. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, she came to mind right away for some reason. Um, what did I put for... I thought about this, and I, like, made a note. Um, Britney Spears, obviously, but also <laughs> uh, the Jonas Brothers. Honestly, Hilary Duff was one of my favorites at yeah. the time. She was really good. And I feel like that would still be one of my answers. I liked her a lot. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of people that I still like right now. Mm-hmm. And Anne Hathaway came to mind because yeah. of that. Hilary Duff is also amazing. And she's really branched out. I know she produces or directs a show. Yes. Younger? Uh, Young and Hungry? Or No, that's Ashley Tisdale. Young and Hungry. What? Okay. And then I think Hilary Duff does, does Younger, which younger. is a woman that says she's younger so she could work at a company. Oh, oh the, okay. I think the name might be wrong. Let me Google that. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Osment is in Young and Hungry. She is. And Ashley Tisdale produces it? I'm pretty sure she does. Oh, my God. Which I is like, it's very surprising because it's like, it's low key. Yeah. Okay, so Younger is... Let me see if, if I see Hillary Duff somewhere. Okay, younger TV show, Hillary Duff. She she's in the trailer. She does something in it. Yeah. And she's also an actress in it. Right. Okay. I loved the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh my gosh. Piolo. Was it Piolo or Paolo? Paolo. Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. That's from a a, a Philippine movie, Piolo. <laughs> Piolo. Um, Sing to me, Paolo. Sing to me, Paolo. And then he was in um, the TV show. Got a secret? Can you keep Oh, Pretty Little Liars? (gasps) He was the cop, I think, in Pretty Little Liars. He was? 199%. (laughs) (gasps) I had to Google that. Hold on. Um, 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 What was his name? Detective? No, Garrett something, right? Garrett? Potentially. Garrett Reynolds, played by Yanni Gelman. <gasps> You're right. Yep. I remember oh this coming my God. out. I had no... They look... Oh, my gosh. I thought he looked so different. Lizzie McGuire. That is amazing. Oh, my God. He was God. so cute. I love his wispy hair. That is so funny. I had no idea. <gasps> See, we're learning new things on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. He... He's very versatile. Yeah. Wow, that's so funny. And so many years later, too. Yeah, I remember he played, like, a sketchy detective in Pretty Little Liars. And then he was sketchy in Hilary Duff. <laughs> he does a sketchy character. <laughs> He's probably really nice in real life. Probably. It's just, like, I feel like once they're typecasted, mm-hmm. is that the word for it? Yeah, once they're, like, typecast, it's, it's hard for them to break out of it. Mm-hmm. I know, like, who said that? That they went through that. It was the girl from Friends, um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. She had a, kind of a difficult time, but she'd made it out on the other side, I think. Yeah, certain. she's she's doing good, I would say. She's oh, she, yeah. She's doing fantastic. But I remember <laughs> reading in an interview where for a while they kind of wanted her to stick to that, you know. Image, like, of Rachel. The Rachel. And um, same with Marilyn Monroe, reading and listening to old interviews with her, she would say that... I'm the blonde bombshell, and that's it, you know? Like, she was the sex symbol. Right. Um, so, any favorite songs from the 2000s? Another Q&A question. Genie in a Bottle mm-hmm. by Christina Aguilera. I remember loving it. Um, let me... Well, any Jonas Brothers song. Yeah. <laughs> Earning. Were they early 2000s, you were say, or more late? I think Jonas Brothers were more mid to late. Okay. 
than Jamie in a Bottle and Britney Spears for sure. I liked Justin Timberlake quite a bit, actually. I really like Justin Timberlake too. That's I didn't even think about him. Um, non-pop songs, I love I love Death Cab for Cutie. They're a Seattle band. I feel like I've heard of the name. Yeah, they're pretty popular. Oh, growing up, my parents listened to John Mayer a lot. Really? Yeah. And so John Mayer's music always is a favorite. Oh, Jack Johnson? No, he, I don't know who that you is. You don't know who that is? He does. His songs are very, like, tropical and beachy. Okay. He has a lot of good songs. I like his music a lot. Those were all released in the 2000s, mostly. Um, I thought of Michelle Branch. Yes! Um, Everywhere. Yeah. And then she had two other ones I liked. I loved her music. She she was such a good singer. She was a good singer. For some reason, when you said Michelle Branch, and I know this is a different singer, but I thought of the, like, da na 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 Yeah. Which one's that one? The, uh, like, the Thousand Miles, the what? Remember? Oh, uh, yeah. the one from uh, White Chicks. Yes. <laughs> well, I think her name might be Michelle something. Possibly. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't <laughs> but know. But I know. No, I feel like they get the same vibe. Yes. It's the early 2000s. Like, it was a type of music. Like, it had kind of the same vibe. Yeah. I they mean, have a similar voice, I think. Yeah. I could be very wrong, but that's really funny. And also Pitbull. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cuban. <laughs> we talked, oh my gosh, yeah, we were talking about this earlier <laughs> this week. Was it this week or was it last week? The weeks blur sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like, I forget when we were talking about I this. I think it was last week. About the insane lyrics that Pitbull has... This was, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> was it that long ago? Remember, I'm... we were, I ha- we couldn't see each other for a week. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, so the insane Pitbull lyrics. Um, <laughs> we watched a video, and they broke down, like, all the weirdest <laughs> lyrics he's ever written. Um, oh, boy, are they weird. Yeah. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. Kodak. Better yet, go, go to Times Time Square. Square. Take, Take a picture, picture of me with a Kodak. Kodak. <laughs> Um, I got it locked up like Lindsay Lohan. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, hotel, motel, holiday in. <laughs> Meet me at the hotel room. She liked that freaky stuff. Yeah. Gosh, what was the other one that they were talking about? Something like Donkey with a monkey. Donkey Kong, like Donkey Kong. Yeah, the, like Monkey like, Kong. Like a, don- a donkey with a monkey. They're like, what are they talking about? And then they really went in on Give Me Everything Tonight. Because it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. if you don't, you're going to die or something right, like that. Because yeah. it might not get tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> he, he's a lyrical genius. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. Okay. He's good. You know, his music is not meant to be serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's meant for, like, entertainment. Entertainment. Good, good beats. I right. get into it. I like it. I like him. Who are some other Cuban celebrities? Because I actually realized that I don't know that many of them. Or maybe I do, and I just didn't know their nationality. Eva Mendes yep. is Cuban. Um, the Mi- she was in Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes, she was. Um, the Miami Sound Machine was really popular in the 90s um, with Gloria Estefan, Cameron Diaz. Um, I think those are the only people I can think of. So are you more Paris or Nicole? Question. So we looked at some videos prior to this video because I have never seen The Simple Life. I could not believe that you had never seen it. I had a binge in like 2020 where really I, yeah I watched during like COVID uh-huh. <laughs> and I watched all of the episodes of every season of the show <laughs> see I wasn't that into Paris or Nicole in the early 2000s they weren't yeah I think we were too young that could be why I think you know I they were a little ahead mm-hmm. of our age 
and they were more open about certain things, as I saw on the show. Yeah. Um, but after the show, I was before I thought I was more Nicole because uh, I was seeing it from, you know, 2021 Nicole. Uh, so she's settled down. She has children. She seems more calm. I think she has a brand for herself. Not that I'm settled down or have children, but she seemed more serious. Um, so I see myself as someone who's more serious, you know. Uh, I'm more concerned about not doing, like, spontaneous things because I'm scared of the repercussions. So I'm more like that. <laughs> so right. I'm, like, I'm more Nicole. But then I saw the show. Um and I saw Nicole was the wild one, I would say, more of mm-hmm. the spontaneous one. Uh, so I, Paris seemed more calm in nature. Yeah. Um, so I would say Paris. Yeah, I definitely think I'm more Paris, at least in the simple life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about in real life. Nicole definitely had, like, a reputation for being kind of wild. So I think we're both, we're both kind of Paris. Yeah. yeah. Did you see um, her documentary? Yeah, I did. Paris's this is Paris this is Paris I I thought that um I was surprised in how she came across yeah because I had an image of her where you know she was more wild right and the media image and her character and her character but I thought in the this is Paris documentary I could see myself more as her even Mm -hmm. there um she is a DJ so that's why I also thought you know more of a party image but I think it's just a passion that she has. Um, Yeah. And she's, you know, she's made a great brand for herself. Perfumes, Mm -hmm. fashion. Skincare. Skincare. I don't know if she has fashion, maybe. She does, yeah. She does. Everything. Um, Like, anything you can think of, she's probably... Yeah. Done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sorry if you hear Toby in the microphone (laughs) licking. (laughs) Yes. So, what Hollywood true crime interests you the most? I think that... Lacey Peterson, mm-hmm. the case, which technically was in Modesto, so it's not Hollywood, but it was very highly publicized, so I would say. I think they became, like, celebrities to a point. Yeah, I think so. So Lacey Peterson, that case is really interesting to me, even though it's kind of, like, cut and dry. Um, I think... Well, is it? He got convicted, but he just, he claims he's innocent, but it's, like, in my opinion, it's pretty obvious that he... Did you see that there's a new documentary that came out? No. Oh, maybe we should see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I read Lacey's mom's book and I loved it. And I thought that that was really good. But she very clearly thinks that he did it. So I haven't really done any impartial research Mm -hmm. of, you know, what if he didn't do it? So what about you? Oh, and before I forget, um, Marilyn Monroe's death, I think, is very interesting and suspicious. And also the, um, I think it's Thelma Todd is a case. Her death is like thought to be um, a um, suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning, but there were some really weird instances around that. Um, she, She was thought to be so drunk that she couldn't have put herself in that position. Um, and there were, like, footprints and, like, fingerprints there that didn't belong at the scene that happened in the 20s. They thought, they think that she was probably murdered, but it was unsolved. And who was Thelma? Was she an actress? Mm -hmm. She was an early Hollywood actress. I hadn't heard of that case. I'm surprised. 
Yeah, that's an interesting one. What true crime interests you the most in Hollywood? <laughs> well, I was interested before we move on. Marilyn Monroe. I don't know too much about it. What makes it unique to you? Like, what, what stands out about that case? Well, to me, it's interesting because it is thought that Marilyn Monroe had information because she was likely having an affair with the president. Mm -hmm. So she may have had secret information. Like, she didn't have a security clearance, but she had information um, that was top secret. Okay. And that she may have been killed to get her to not reveal certain information. Because there... I mean, not that there's always a sign that people are going to kill themselves, but she didn't really have any of those signs. It's possible it could have been an accident, but... The way that her body was was weird when they found Mm -hmm. her, and they found that the telephone was um, either unhooked or it it was off the line. It was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, And she died from an overdose of coral hydrate, which is a sleeping medication that's no longer on uh, the market because it's like it slows down your breathing. Oh, wow. That's how Anne Nicole Smith died, too. So after those two incidents, did they get rid of that medication or did it take any? I want to say that it, it was like in the 2000, like late 2000s, they stopped prescribing it. It wasn't super common, but it's like a, a liquid for insomnia and other things like that. And sometimes this is an anesthetic. The reason why I know so much about it is because um, I worked at a pharmacy for a few years mm-hmm. and... In one of the pharmacies I worked at, they had a bunch of really, really old prescriptions from the 40s. And Th- that they sold? Or yeah. Really? Yeah, like old records. It was so cool. I loved it. And I love history. So looking through these, it was really awesome. It was old pharmaceutical records. And looking through drugs, like this is before the invention of like amoxicillin and like antibiotics like that. So, you know, it was penicillin and that was it. And um, I flipped through and I found one for chloral hydrate. I was like, what is that? And then I found out that it's not on the market anymore, but it used to be used for sleeping. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? So That's a unique fact. Yeah, <laughs> another fun fact. <laughs> and then for the Lacey Peterson, I was also, I know about that case because I remember it was so big. Like mm-hmm. I rem- remember hearing about it at a young age. And I also like you 100% hands down thought that it was the husband who killed her for those of you who do not know it was a husband that was having an affair Mm -hmm. and his wife was pregnant and she ended up dead i i believe that's pretty much um and in the ocean in the ocean yeah so it was very strange and you know most people thought it was him but he has claimed innocence And I recently saw that a documentary came out maybe a year or two ago. And I started seeing it. And it did kind of like, you know, it made me question it a little bit more. That's why I asked, do you think it's as black and white as it seemed? Just based on that documentary. I didn't finish it, so I would have to see it more. But I think it definitely raised some questions within myself as to maybe, you know, there's another possibility. Yeah. Um. But it'd be cool if we looked into that and then see if we feel the same way. Yeah, I would love to watch that. Another case that I have absolutely no idea what happened with is the JonBenet Ramsey case. Yeah. I was obsessed with that case, um, I want to say in like 2017 maybe. I got really into it and I started researching it. And then that year they had some sort of um, 
like television documentary come out about I think I saw it. Did I, you? I didn't see it all, but I know I know the documentary that came out. Yeah, and like or the television series mm-hmm. documentary. And I just thought it was so interesting and literally they have no idea if it was the family or an intruder. They thought the brother. They thought it yeah, which I could kind of see because she died of asphyxiation, but the most um, like damning piece of evidence was that she had uh, blunt force trauma to the side of her head of um, like a flashlight or something similar to that. They found a flashlight in the home of the Ramsey's house that matched the indentation in her head. Okay. And um, they think that Burke, the brother, might have hit her with it. Um, because they found a bowl of pineapple that Burke was eating and one chunk of undigested pineapple in her stomach. And that was it. So Hmm. maybe he had some pineapple, she took a piece, he got angry and hit her on the head. That would be quite the reaction to her taking one piece of pineapple. That's true. But when you think of siblings, like if I stole a piece out of like a cereal out of my brother's bowl, he would have like chased me and tried to like hit me for sure. But do you think he would have knocked you with a flashlight? I don't know. I mean, he was only nine. Like, maybe he didn't know the force yeah. that he had. But do you think he had that much force at nine years old? It doesn't take much to crack, like, a kid's... They have, like, soft heads. How old was she? Five to six? I don't know how old she was at the time. I, yeah, I want to say, like, six or seven, something like that. Let me see. I, I don't know. I don't know too much about the case. Like, I've heard, you know, here and there, but it's not... Like, I put that much... She was six. Six, yeah. Okay. Very young. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I know that the family was pretty much destroyed, Yeah. I feel, after the rumors. Because I think they also tried to pinpoint, like, the dad or the Mm -hmm. mom. The mom, I think she died. Yeah. She died of cancer. She got sick. She died. So it was just tragic for the family as a whole. And then they thought that maybe someone was obsessed um, because she was a beauty queen. Right. So she was very out in the public eye. Right. There were so many weird... Theories. Theories and weird possibilities with this mm-hmm. particular case, um, which I guess is not technically a Hollywood case because it didn't happen in California, but it was very highly publicized. Um, the, you know, aspect of her being a, a child pageant star and her father being really wealthy and the mm-hmm. mother being kind of like a... Um, like helicopter parent former beauty queen and you know maybe having a reputation of being a little bit vain and the brother having you know social issues and I it's it's really weird like the whole thing is weird they had a party that weird ransom note that yeah was left that was definitely fake like mm-hmm. yeah it was it's just a weird case but are there any other like Hollywood crimes that you yeah, um, the Menendez brothers. I saw a documentary of that family. Uh, so for those of you who do not know, it's about two brothers who murdered their parents. And it's a very strange case as well because after they murdered them, I think they kind of went on a shopping spree. And that's... I don't really know a lot about this case, so... Yeah, so they went on a shopping spree and they got arrested and there was a big trial and... They claimed that their dad was sexually abusing them, I believe. Um, Or uh, there was abuse going on. And they said it was 
intense. Like they were to the point where they decided to kill um, their parents. There was sexual and physical abuse and psychological manipulation. Um, it was a very twisted story, as yeah. said by E! News. Um, <laughs> but when I saw it, I remember feeling sorry for the brothers because I felt like if it was that, they lost their entire lives as well. You know, yeah. they took their parents' lives, but they also, to a point, took their own when they made that decision to kill them. Right. Because they are still in prison to this day. Mm -hmm. You know, they went in as young adults, and, you know, they're probably in their 40s, 50s at this point. Uh, I know, I believe they both got married, or they have girlfriends in jail, but they've they never got to experience, you know, their teen, like, their early 20s, their late 20s, their 30s, what a life should be. Um, so that case was very interesting to me. I don't know if it would have been seen different nowadays had they had proof. Right. Had they been more lenient on them? I don't know. And I think it's also interesting because I saw that they've become kind of, like, popular, specifically one of the brothers with some teenage girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're... You know, I they find them attractive. They find one of the brothers attractive. And I remember seeing an inst on Instagram, like, a video of him being highlighted. And, like, you know when they play, like, that slow music and they put, like, different shots of the person because mm -hmm. they, they think they're hot? So that's what they did with the brother. And this is, like, in his court hearing, which you think about him, that's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously they don't realize this at their age that these people – you know, they've gone through a lot. There's a history there, and the videos that you're putting together are from a court hearing. You know, it's being a teenager. It's part of growing up. Um, but Falling that, in love with murderers? I saw a documentary about teenagers that fall in love with murderers. So, well, it's not normal as part... Yeah, you're right. It's not <laughs> normal. It's not a normal, like, habit or part of being a teenager, but... It happens. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's an abnormal. Would you yeah. say? I say it's abnormal. I would say I would be concerned. Yeah. As so, a parent. Yeah. 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 So scratch what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think idolizing boys is yeah. is normal, but I, I think they're idolizing the wrong right. boys. Yeah. Um, also a weird response after your parents, you know, like, oh, I just killed my parents. Hey, let's go shopping. You yeah. know, like obviously you don't know what's going on in the mind of someone who has just killed someone, perhaps for, you know, to escape trauma. Like, I don't know, maybe they were like, we're finally free. Let's do what we want. Or was it like, hey, we killed our parents for some money, let's go spend it. Yeah, so that's like the two sides of the coin. Yeah. It's like, was there abuse or did they just want their parents' money? Yeah. So, on a bit of a lighter note, <laughs> what was one of your fashion trends that you miss from the 2000s anytime, 2000 to 2009? So we saw videos of this, too. Yeah. We did some research, folks. I'm not sure if I miss any, <laughs> but... Um, I, I have so much positive nostalgia toward the 2000s yes. that I definitely miss a lot of them, for sure. You would bring some of those back? Absolutely. Which one? I would... First of all, I think that bootcut jeans are oh, cute. okay. And I know that that's kind of coming back. Like, I know skinny jeans are out, you know what I mean, according to... The TikTok what, what, are, what are we called now? Like the millennials? What do they call us? 
there's a word for us. If we chuggy. Chuggy. If well, we wear, that's not all millennials, but yeah. If we wear our side part, yeah, and our skinny jeans, mm-hmm. we're chuggy. Chuggy. Oh gosh. <laughs> Which I am not a millennial technically. I'm Gen Z. By Wait. a year or two. I don't know. When does it? When's the cutoff? I have no idea. I'm a millennial. I think mine's at the cutoff actually. Okay. So that yeah. So I'm I am a Gen You're Z. Gen Z. Ooh. <laughs> you're part, are you part of them then? I guess so. I don't so know. So you're calling me chuggy. No, I, see, I think I'm a little bit of a chug uh, because I enjoy the... Um, the finer things of the early 2000s. <laughs> well, like what's out of style that I enjoy? Because that's really what chuggy means. It's just something that is out of style that you enjoy. Um, I really enjoy the like big beach hats, but that's just because I burn. You know what I mean? Oh, I think I know what you mean if you look at my room right now. No, I just realized you have them, too. That's really funny. Um, what are some other, like, I guess, like, Lily Pulitzer is considered, or in Kate Spade. Do you think that's chuggy? That's considered chuggy. Oh, my. These kids don't know what they're talking about. I know. <laughs> but I like that. What else is considered? But is that, like, early 2000s? Lily Pulitzer, for sure. Well, it doesn't have to be early 2000s to be considered chuggy. But what about something we wish to bring back instead? Oh, okay. Well, what's something I wish that I could bring back? Well, definitely my, I love my juicy hoodie. That you got. That I got. <laughs> she got a juicy couture, guys. I love it. Okay. And I got it secondhand on ThreadUp for like $10. It was a steal. ThreadUp is amazing for anyone that has not discovered yeah, not, it yet. Not sponsored, but please sponsor us. Please. ThreadUp. Like we probably don't have enough listeners, but please. Because we shop. All the time. <laughs> yes. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love that because it's great for the environment. It's buying secondhand clothes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I love... Um, the like bootcut jeans, like the artist jeans from American Eagle, or the skinny kick jeans, were my favorite jeans, and I just think they look better than like really tight jeans. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like um, the style of pants now where it's like it, like goes out and then it like gets really skinnier on the ankle. Do you like know what I'm the, talking about? The, um, the super skinny. What do you mean? Like not jeans a lot of the times, but they're. All, they're oh. like pants where they, um, or joggers. Joggers. Where, yeah, where the they're women, loose at the top and then and tight. Then like really tight around the ankle. No, I don't think that flatters my body type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, like I don't think it it flatters most people. Same with like cer- like really skinny jeans do not look very good on a lot of people. I think like I think most people look good with like a bootcut jean or like a straight leg. You know what I mean? Versus mm-hmm. like super tight. Yeah. Like I just think of. The Jonas Brothers. Oh, well, if we're going, yeah, that's extra skinny for yeah. sure. Yeah, and like, the, you know, you then you get the Jonas Brothers knee situation. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta dance with the knees touching, right. guys. <laughs> that's the only way to do it. <laughs> and, yeah, so I guess that is, I prefer the early 2000s jeans to the late 2000s jeans. Okay. I respect that. Um, and then, oh, halter dresses? Bring those back, 100%. Wait, let me show you a picture of what I mean. Halter. I feel like I'm thinking Hannah Montana right now. No, halter, like from Aquamarine. You oh. Know, talking about like this okay. kind of yeah. situation or like. Are those out? Well, probably. I don't see them. <laughs> yeah. like They're adorable. Um, yeah, like this 
type of thing. Yeah, they're cute. Those are definitely... Like the tie, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't see those anymore, actually. Yeah. Halter tops are cute. Very cute. I guess they're coming back in. Um, Well, maybe the halter tops. I haven't seen halter dresses, I would say. Yeah, halter dresses are cute. Um, Big sunglasses. I am done with these tiny little sunglasses that look like... Meme. Meme glasses. Yeah, like... Yeah, have you ever seen that picture of the dog wearing sunglasses that are too small? Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> it's <laughs> They're cute, cute on dogs. It's cute on dogs, but it's not cute if you're not a dog. So yeah. I prefer Toby like, can pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? What trends would you bring back? Uh, well, definitely the big sunglasses because I still wear big sunglasses. Yeah. Um, I still wear a belt around my waist sometimes when I'm wearing a dress, mm-hmm. like the big belt. Yeah. <laughs> And people called me out at work for that. They're like, why are you wearing such a big belt? And I'm like, it looks good. Um, So I like the big belt. The boot cut, I didn't realize until you mentioned that it wasn't in style anymore. I don't wear them, obviously, but I did wear them during college because I worked at um, Aeropostale. And they sold them. Right. And I remember I felt so good in those jeans. I have to say, I felt weird just because not many people were rocking it it right. was the skinny but honestly I think it flattered my body the best I yeah I think it looks really good and I'm so excited because I saw like a group of middle schoolers the other day wearing um like I was driving around and they were all wearing boot cut jeans no way and I was like oh they're in like so can we start I mean I've already I've been doing it you know <laughs> oh boy I gotta I gotta start looking around <laughs> really that's awesome yeah. Um, and then, like, I know light wash jeans are in. That's very early 2000s. Very. Very 80s, too. But trends are a cycle. They are a cycle. And, you know, I wore all the colorful skinny jeans you could imagine. All the flower skinny jeans you could imagine. And I definitely do not want those to come back. <laughs> do not. No. What is something that I wish would not come back? Um, <laughs> colorful skinny jeans. Colorful skinny jeans. The so low it's a malfunction waiting to happen pants and uncomfortable I need yeah. something to support my stomach right <laughs> like if it's too low I just don't feel comfortable like yeah. I just feel like a burrito I don't know how to explain right. it but <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Uggs I know we're very popular oh my gosh yeah with like mini skirts Uggs and mini skirts like oh. jean skirts <laughs> jean skirts to be specific don't get me wrong Uggs are very comfortable and when I lived up north I'm not even going to lie. Last year, I was still wearing them. Okay. Um, I've never had them because, obviously, <laughs> we live in a very tropical place. Yes. So, I mean, here, I don't have any use for them, obviously. But, uh, like, I I think I still have them in my closet, like, to bring up north. But if you don't have any use for them, like, do not wear them with <laughs> mini skirts. What are you doing? I remember that was so popular when I was in middle school. And oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool. I thought it was cool, too. And then my mom was like, no, you, that looks silly. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but you did not realize it back then. No. You're like, come on, mom. Let me be myself. I didn't have any Uggs until I was um, in college, I think. Okay. And I had the ones with the bows on the back, which oh, I, I I still think that's cute. But I can understand, like, why certain people don't, like, and obviously I have no reason to wear them now, but... I never thought they were too cute. Um, yeah. I 
I also saw the oversized bags, like handbags. I don't think that's very cute either. No. Um, so I would not want that to come back. I can barely manage a regular purse. Uh, don't give me an oversized yeah. one. I did wear a lot of feather extensions. Those are 2010s, definitely. I would not want those to come back either. <laughs> Say it. Skirts over jeans or dresses over jeans? Never. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and then I think those are boots over jeans. Those can look cute sometimes, but I think the combination with a dress is just too much. Yeah. Um, let's see. All denim every day at all day. How, how about all denim? <laughs> That's a no from me. <laughs> um, tracksuits, obviously, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind tracksuits. I think that'd be cute if it came back. If you could raid any closet of a celebrity from any time period, including today, who would it be? Whose would it be? Including today. You say it since you have your answer. I gotta think about this. <laughs> so I was thinking about this very, like, practically. And I was thinking, <laughs> you're gonna laugh. I was thinking, like, whose clothes would I fit into? <laughs> okay, very practical. And I was thinking, like, hmm, I feel like maybe I would fit into some of Taylor Swift's clothing, even though she's a little bit taller than I am. How tall is she? I think she's like 5'11. Oh, wow. So she has a few inches on me. Okay. Um, but I feel like I would fit into hers. Or Blake Lively, I feel like I would maybe fit into Blake Lively's clothes. Um, I really like Blake Lively's style, so I would say her, um, or who else? Oh, Marilyn Monroe, obviously. Audrey Hepburn. I would love to just like peek around her closet. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, Paris Hilton too. <laughs> she has an amazing closet. I think for myself, I'm not gonna think practical, so mm -hmm. I probably do not fit into some of these. From what I'm seeing, I think Gigi Hadid has some cute things. I dig. I kind of like some of Kylie Jenner's outfits. Mm -hmm. um, some of them. I wouldn't read the whole closet, but I think they had some cute things in there. Um, those are the only people I can think of. I don't see too much, fa like, I can't think of too much fashion that I'm like, dying right. over. Um, but Audrey Hepburn had a great classic style. I liked her. Um, I'm like going blank. Yeah, that's all I can think of. <laughs> Cindy Crawford, maybe. Why do you think so many child and teen celebrities end up with mental health issues? Kind of a more serious question, but... The pressure. Yeah. Um, having to be adults, I think, to a point, at such a young age. Like, they're, they're working. Right. At 10, 12 years old. They, they have the pressure of supporting, I think, their families, too. That's a lot of pressure. They're having to uphold a certain image, so they haven't even carved out their... Who they are. Yeah, their identity, and they're having to, you know, like Miley Cyrus, when she came out with Can't Be Tamed, she was trying to show, like, this isn't really me. Like, I'm trying to show you who I am, mm -hmm. but I haven't been allowed to. So that can only, like, I can imagine that must really mess with your head because maybe they start to think, well, who really am I? Like, I haven't been able to explore it. I can't let these young people down. Like, that's a lot to yeah, have to deal with. And you can't go through awkward phases like you can as a normal teenager. Yeah, they're scrutinized. You... Right. 
Yeah, I think that's a really, I think you summed it up perfectly. Talk about an experience with how a celebrity or celeb culture influenced you. Growing up watching a lot of Disney Channel, I don't know, I think all the shows had good messages and it was very wholesome, so I think... That's a raven. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, so I think that really influenced me. Um, when I was a kid, I had, I don't think I've even, I haven't, not, I haven't told a lot of people about this, but... I had like a short phase where I like stole things <laughs> okay. I, um, when I was like five and six, um, like little things from my classroom. Like I took like a magnet or like I found like a rock one time and I took it, but I had this like extreme guilt about it. And there's one episode of That's the Raven where Corey is stealing and he gets caught stealing or he thinks he's gonna get caught stealing, so he ends up telling everyone about it, and so that made me tell my mom about <laughs> it. it. It made me feel like less guilty. I know that's like a random thing, um, but it shows their message got through to yeah, you. Yeah, it did. And I remember just feeling like a terrible person. You know what I mean? But I also realized, like back when I was taking things, I don't think I realized that it was wrong. I was just yeah. like, this is a cool magnet. And then I watched the show and I was like, oh no, I took something that didn't belong to me. Now, you that know, that's bad. bad. <laughs> right. So um, that's not really celebrity culture, but that's growing up on Disney. Um, and then that I was a little bit image conscious because of celebrity culture. Um, and we were talking about this in the podcast that got deleted, but watching The Girls Next Door, um, not as a kid, but like hearing about it as a kid, I think, and then wanting to watch it and watching it in like high school, sort of a normalization of being famous for being famous mm -hmm. or being famous for being like Hugh Hefner's girlfriend. I don't know. I think that that just impacted me um, because to me and like growing up, I would have thought that that was like a bad thing. And then to show that they were getting attention for it. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I understand because I think, I don't know how I was influenced by it. I think I didn't feel as attractive sometimes compared to someone who was blonde. Yeah. Because I feel like when we were growing up, the blonde was definitely very popular back then. Yeah. Like Paris Hilton. Lindsay Lohan was blonde for some time, I think, mm -hmm. as well. Um, Rachel McAdams, also blonde. And obviously they were brunettes too, but I don't know. I, I always had this idea that like, very tall, slim, blonde for, for a little bit. I can't say it affected me too much because now I think I see myself represented in the media quite a bit mm -hmm. as well. But I think that was definitely something that I kind of felt some type of way about growing up. I felt a little less than. And then with the whole normalizing, being famous for being famous, I think I that also kind of made you feel... Why can't I get there? Like, why yeah. can't... Like, growing up, when you saw, like, the YouTubers... Well, we didn't have the YouTubers so much, but I think you kind of idolized it, and you're like, hmm, I wish I could, like, get that kind of money. Right. Um, I don't know if I wanted to be that. I didn't want to be the girls next door, because it was taboo for me growing mm -hmm. up. I didn't want to, but then I also did want to, in a way, because mm -hmm. I was like, wow, what would it be like? But then I was like, oh, it's yeah. not an option. You know what I mean? Like, like a part of you was curious. Yeah, definitely. But I think that I, after reading her book later, it really put it all into perspective. Like, they made it seem so much more glamorous than it really was. Fun. Yeah, and they made it seem fun, and they really painted him in a good light. And 
It wasn't like that. Right. It wasn't really like that. Like she said, you know, you watch TV and you think that the mansion is this like beautiful place and you can do whatever you want all the time. It's like, no, we had a curfew. You had to be back by 9 p.m. It was actually kind of gross. Like it didn't clean, get clean very often. And, um, you know, he would like tear you down in front of other people. And it's like, oh, wow, that's not what the show made it seem like. They made it seem like it was fun. Yeah. Well, I feel like I judged them a lot when I was younger. I, I was very black and white, maybe, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't see how multidimensional someone could be. So I just saw them as they were painted Yeah. in the show. But now, you know, I see that they have these thoughts. I saw Kendra Basket. I don't know what her last name is right now. Yeah. Um, um, but I saw her TV show with her husband of the time. And it just gave me a little more insight into who she was as a person. You know, not just this wild girl that she was put to be. Mm-hmm. Um so as I grew up, you know, I started seeing people as more than what you see on TV. Yes, um, definitely. And you learn that image can be curated. Yes. Um, so, you know, I guess the labeling, again, was a big thing for me. I labeled people and I labeled myself because celebrity culture was so much about putting those labels on people in the early 2000s. And I think now we're kind of tearing those labels down Yeah. more. I think pretty much every time in history up until this point has been heavily reliant on typecasting people and I think mm-hmm. trying to break down those barriers is interesting it is very interesting because at the same time we don't want the labels but we're looking for words to be able to explain right what's happening now yeah um so there's still labels being put yeah. it's very strange yeah very contradictory I, yeah I, I did not like grow up in a Hispanic family but later like I think when I was in high school, I discovered Selena, and I thought she was really beautiful, and so my idea of, like, what is beautiful expanded, and, um, I mean, I always thought that J-Lo was really pretty, and Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, maybe it was the community I grew up into, um, or communities, Mm -hmm. because I moved so much. Most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, it was, like, I lived in a more diverse area, so I saw a lot of different people and my mm-hmm. classmates, and they all look different, and that was good for me. Yeah. No, I definitely grew up in a diverse... There was a lot of Hispanics around me, and there was J-Lo and Beyonce, but I don't know. I guess I chose to focus on a specific type of beauty, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, I did, too, which is funny. Yeah, so I think maybe I was choosing and picking at the time, because... Or maybe I saw Beyonce and J-Lo as the exception. Not that I saw myself as ugly. I never did either. I don't know. I maybe thinking now I'm, I'm putting that on myself. Like maybe I did think someone who was blonder or maybe I feel that way now. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I guess I see them as more exotic than me because I'm used to seeing myself. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's that. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, there was diversity at the time too, I think. Perhaps. No, I don't think there was as much. As I, now. Like, when I think of famous Hispanic women, I'm like, J-Lo. Yeah. And Selena. Who else? You know what I mean? Like I'm, That's true. So, we definitely need more. We've expanded since then. There's yeah. a lot more now that I can think of. But what else for me? Um, I think now, celebrity culture. I'm seeing more celebrities that are open about religion. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been a cool shift, too. Interesting, because it's also, like, celebrities I've never would have thought of. So I think they're, I'm seeing more openness with things that maybe I didn't hear about before, um, like virginity, things like that. 
I think celebrities have a lot of influence. So I think they're starting to make those things more cool or more acceptable or not as taboo to talk about. Although I don't know if religion has been taboo, but I know celebrities... Controversial. Controversial, yeah. And I know celebrities sometimes they're like told not to talk about their views, whether it's political. And that's another discussion that I think is interesting. Yeah. Like... We just, talked a little bit about it last, last podcast, but... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That that definitely has influenced me, I think, seeing celebrities not be ashamed of, you know, their, their religion. Beliefs. Not that I'm that religious, but I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that... Looking back and doing some reflecting, I don't think that celebrity culture influenced me as much as I thought it did. Mm-hmm. I think it was more my family and my where I grew up. Yeah. And sure, I definitely, you know, was influenced a little bit by the media um, or, you know, a moderate amount. But I think it really was mostly my family. And it's more me kind of looking back and being like, you know, trying to, like, make connections mm-hmm. that I've noticed things. Like, I didn't notice it at the time. Mm-hmm. So I do think that I was influenced a little bit. But I am I guess I'm kind of happy to say that I valued people in my life and, like, my parents' opinions more than celebrities. celebrities. Yeah, I think yeah. you summed it as I feel about it, too. Because I can't think of very many things that I feel like are much was influenced by celebrity culture. I love delving into it as an adult because, you know, we were we just watched The Bling Ring and yes. all of that is super interesting to me. But um, more interesting, especially as an adult, for sure. Um, what was your favorite show growing up as a child and your favorite show as a teen? Uh, That's So Raven was yeah. top, maybe. I agree. That's So Raven, Lizzie McGuire. Yes. I liked Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> um, Which is kind of creepy. You know? It was a weird show. Yeah. It was weird. Honestly, we had some weird shows, like, cartoon-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that little alien show, Zin. What? Zin. Zin. Zin? Uh, yeah, he's, like, green. And it was on Nickelodeon. I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm sure you saw it. I'm trying to look it up, guys. Zin, the invader or something. I was more of a Disney <laughs> slash Cartoon Network okay. viewer. I did not watch a lot of Nickelodeon except for Drake and Josh. Invader Zim. Oh, I don't remember that. No? Okay. It was an interesting show. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, did you see the one Dexter's Laboratory? Yes. D.D. Get out of my laboratory. <laughs> and he has good. a German accent. <laughs> yes. Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Um, I was... A Powerpuff Girl for Halloween, guys. Oh, really? That's so cute. Which one? Blossom. Blossom. I think it made sense. <laughs> I uh, loved Bubbles was my favorite. I could see you as Bubbles. Ah, <laughs> bubbly. Um, what other shows? There was a. I liked Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Proud Family. Oh my God! Yes, Sugar Mama. <laughs> Sugar Mama. She was. She was sassy. She, she was, was sassy. That's how I. That's how I want to be <laughs> sometimes. Um, what other shows? I feel like we're missing some. Oh, uh, the we saw today we were seeing a little bit of The Wild Child. She was in a TV show. Unfabulous. Unfabulous. I yeah. used to like it. I remember that one. Um, 
Drake and Josh, obviously. Yeah. And Kim Possible. Kim Possible. I'm your man, an average girl. <gasps> Even Stevens. Yes. Um. Uh, oh, do you remember Brandy and Mr. Whiskers? Oh, my God, yes. He was a rabbit. Yeah, and she was a dog. I think. Yeah. Something. She was something. Totally Spies, no? I did watch Totally Spies, and I watched Codename Kids Next Door. Oh, my God, I love that show. Yes, Codename Kids Next Door. Um, We're just naming all of them for you guys, all the ones we watched. So you can have a little, like, oh, my God, nostalgia. Um... I can't think of any more that were like, Sabrina was early night. Although it went into the 2000s. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I did watch that. Um, and I loved the name Sabrina. Phil of the Future? <gasps> yes! I had such a crush on him. <laughs> I thought he was so cute. There's the Amanda show. Yes. I was a little, little bit young for the Amanda show. I remember being annoyed by it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it very much. I think that's a good list of... A lot the of shows. shows. Yeah. I think favorite, oh, it was either That's a Raven or Lizzie McGuire mm-hmm. for me as a kid. And then as a teen, my favorite show to watch as a teen was 100% Pretty Little Liars. I was obsessed. I watched it um, on the premiere and it was on like every Tuesday, every Wednesday. I would run downstairs, I would grab a snack and I would watch it. And sometimes my brother would watch with me because... Yes, because you would get your brother into it. Yeah, I would be like, Cole, come watch with me. and Because he thought one of the girls was cute. So Which one? I think it was Spencer. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I would watch with him sometimes. Shout out to Cole if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was always fun. I liked watching that. And then Another show I watched as a teen, even though it wasn't on, but I would watch reruns, was um, Ghost Whisperer. I know the show. I never watched it. Yeah, with Jennifer Love Hewitt. And great. She might be one of my favorite stars from the early early to mid-2000s, too. I liked her. I always thought she was so beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's gorgeous. And she was, like, pretty low-key, too, I think. Yeah. She was low-key. She, um... I always thought she was really pretty, and I think I wanted to, like, look like her a little bit. Like, I, like, yeah. emulated, by, like, her style, because, yeah, it was very low-key. Melinda from, oh, that's a good one. I want to rewatch that show. See, when I think of Jennifer Love Hewitt, I saw a TV show that she, I think it was on Lifetime. I don't know. Oh, where she said, yeah. 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 <laughs> a different, a different vibe. Yes, definitely different. But in... I love the um, the Ghost of Spring because it always makes me feel like fall is oh, coming. Okay, you know, Halloween. Yeah, very autumnal. And um, she owns like a antique shop, and so she okay. can like see the ghosts. And, That's cool. Yeah. Maybe I should see the show because I love all those kind of things. Yeah. So that's really that's a good show too. Love her. And Melissa Joan Hart is another one of my favorites from Sabrina the Teenage. Yeah. Witch. So. I liked yeah. her fashion actually. Yeah. So maybe I would have wanted her fashion. Melissa yeah. Joan Hart. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, I liked the same shows you said. I liked That's All Raven, Lizzie McGuire, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. And then for the teenage years, <laughs> I liked Vampire Diaries. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I liked the Vampire Diaries, but I was a, a Pretty Little Liars stan for sure. Stan. I read all the books. Oh, so you were definitely a stan. Oh, yeah. You I, were a legit like fan. Oh, I was a fan. I I was on. Um, I didn't tweet about it, but I read all the tweets. Okay. Like as the show was coming out, 
Um, and my go-to snack for Pretty Little Liars was um, I would have, like, sliced apples and peanut butter. Ooh. Or I would eat Oreos that I had put in the fridge just to just for the show. <laughs> so they'd be frozen and, like... So they'd be cold. And I would get milk and, like, Ooh. or it would be my apples. That sounds yummy. Yeah. They were, oh, my gosh. And then I would watch. And then, like, commercial break, I would, like, run up and go to the bathroom and come back down. I love it. <laughs> I, I saw Pretty Little Liars, but I couldn't continue. I just... It got crazy, and I... I think it it really spanned for a long time. It was I, long. When I was in college, they were finishing it. Yeah. It was a long show. So it started when I was in eighth grade. So, you know, that's, like a, that's like a long time. Um, that's a commitment. <laughs> yeah. So I fell off a little bit my senior year in high school because it started getting really, really crazy. Like, a little too much. Right. Um, but those first few seasons, I was, oh my gosh, I was... Got I mean, I still watched it. And you keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it all the way through, but especially like 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th grade. Like, I I really liked it. Um, and then I did watch the spinoffs, or the spinoff. Was- Actually, there were two spinoffs, Ravenswood and um, The Perfectionist, but not as good as... I did not hear of those. <laughs> yeah. there's. They tried to make Ravenswood like a, you know, Rosewood is the town that they live in in Pretty Little Liars and then there's like other town Ravenswood that they tried to they took a couple of the characters and like made this like spooky town but it just didn't it was kind of like it didn't know what it wanted to be like is it a scary show is it a mystery and then the perfectionist was like kind of a rehash of Pretty Little Liars but with different people oh really yeah and that was like a flop I think that only was one season so yeah, I tried. I tried to find another show that I loved, like Pretty Little Liars. Um, but I think that even if another show came out like it now, I wouldn't enjoy it as much because no. it's, it's not the same when you're not 13, you know? Yeah. And you've lived it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So You've experienced the thrill of Pretty Little Liars. Yes. I remember, um, and this is like going to show age a little bit, even though I'm not old, but... The reason or the way that I heard about Pretty Little Liars was because I got a Seventeen magazine sent to me in the mail and I saw a print ad for the show. I know. It was in the magazine and I was like, what is this? And it's like a secret and it was like them in the dirt, you know, and I was like, oh. With their fingers over there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mouth. And I was like, this looks interesting. You know, ABC Family. And I was like, okay, we'll watch it. Family friendly. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Not family friendly. (laughs) It wasn't that bad, but it was, yeah, it was like... You know, the teacher with made, the student. Yeah, some of those some of those plot lines, not so appropriate today. But looking back, I just loved it so much. And I wanted to emulate the fashion and I, you know... They had good fashion. Yeah, some of those outfits, like, some of the outfits Aria, the character Aria wears. I loved her. I thought she was very beautiful and, like, I liked her hair and yeah. how they had... Like, they all looked very pretty and put together. Yeah. She had some, like, out-there outfits... That were a little like, what is she wearing? Like, she had that skirt made of ties. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I didn't see it that much. Um, I liked Spencer's fashion because she was very preppy, and I identified with that at the time. I'd say Aria for me. Yeah, I liked her the best that I could remember. But I think Hannah's character was my favorite because she was the funniest. Also, as a teen and as a kid, I watched Friends three runs. I never got into it. I love Friends. <laughs> that was definitely a fave. Well, I never tried as a teen. I tried as a college student, and I did not like it. (laughs) I that is so crazy. Like the two people in my life who 
like, I talk to the most, besides my, like, family, like, you and Chris, <laughs> don't like friends. <laughs> and I'm so confused. I'm like, who am I supposed to talk to? You're going to have to find, like, a friend forum or fandom and join it because, <laughs> yeah, I think. I don't know. I, something about it, I'm just, like, it just feels lame. That's I, what Chris says, too. <laughs> You think, but he likes Seinfeld, and I don't like Seinfeld. Never tried it. I don't know. Yeah. I like, I like How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Which I think is, it's different, but yeah. it's kind of like, you know. It's a sitcom. It's like yeah. similar. And yeah. it's about friends. I liked How I Met Your Mother. Did not like friends. It just seemed dumb. Sorry for, I know there's like a cult following, but it just, I don't know. I couldn't get the jokes. I couldn't yeah. get into the characters. Maybe because I've seen Jennifer Aniston in so many other shows. Right. I couldn't see her as Rachel also. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Friends? Like, I don't know. I, actually, I did. Um, I knew a girl in high school, and she also really liked Friends. And we were like, it's so good to this day. So you had your moment with a person that yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, and my mom loves Friends, too, and, like, we'll quote it all the time. Okay. You have people. I, <laughs> I have people, yeah. My dad, even, he was like... And I'm like, what is wrong with everyone? <laughs> I say Chits Creek, How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. The Office I'm iffy about, but it's a good, like, show to put on the background. Yeah. It's okay. It, yeah. it gets, like, I can see it. I agree with you. I prefer Parks and Rec. Yes. Also, I love Ron Swanson. He reminds me of, like, my <laughs> brother and also your brother a little bit. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, my God. My brother's Ron Swanson. I think so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. He's so patriotic. Yes. Like, yes, he is. My brother is very patriotic. Go, sh- go brother. <laughs> I shop at food and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch the show now. Well, I'm so pumped because our next podcast is going to be Hollywood true crime related. Um, we mentioned it in... A little hint we gave. A little hint. Well, we not met- so little. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned it in this podcast, so stay tuned for the next one. I'm so excited. We have pretty much an hour and 40 minutes of content content here that I'm going to edit. So. Good luck. She's great. She edits this all. I'm just here and I talk. That's all I do, really. That's what, you know, but that's what I love is, like, you're, like, you let me do whatever when I edit it. And you're just, like, so low-key about it. I'm, like, thank you. <laughs> I think this is why it works. Yeah. But you also are so involved in coming up with the topics and, like, research. It just, like, it's really, I feel like, 50-50 with the effort. You sometimes, know? sometimes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she came up with the questions and then I give my input. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, definitely I'm excited for this next one, too. You know, we did some research. Now it's putting the script together and filming it and seeing what comes up and... I think people definitely have an interest, as we have seen in recent YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be a good topic. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And the next time we record, I will probably be... Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. 24. <laughs> <laughs> you are officially... You will officially be in the mid... 20s. No, I say kidding. it's a great time. I yeah. am, I'm still in my mid. I'm 26. Um, but I feel like 24, it wasn't great because I discovered so many things about myself that I was like, ah, I could be a better person <laughs> or I could do better. 
Um, That's how I, I feel like I need to do better in certain like aspects, but I'm also, I think I'm pretty hard on myself too. So it's, you know, it's, I think you're great. Oh, <laughs> you're you. one of the most genuine and kindest people I have met. Um, oh. so I don't think you'll go through that, but 24s were definitely like enlightening as to who I am. And, you know, your brain is finally coming to its final transformation, I guess. Yeah, I don't your know. Final form of your brain. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can still mold it. So right. Brain's still developing. That's the excuse I give myself. Oh, oh. Toby's pumped about the next one. So, yes, I think this is a good point to end before he starts barking She's lifting him up right now like a dumbbell. (laughs) That's the way to quiet him down. Thanks for listening, you guys. Can't wait to talk to you. Check the show notes. Follow us on Instagram. And subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts now. Woohoo! Juicy Jabber. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.